Hello and welcome to the episode 4 of uh, the Therapy Radio Project by Spark Live. Today uh, we are going to have a discussion with uh, Jyoti Shyam Sundar, who has been a mindful com mindfulness, compassion and consciousness practitioner, teacher and counsellor for over 10 years. She is also certified in presence-oriented psychotherapy, a non-dual approach that integrates uh, mindfulness, compassion and wisdom. Her extensive training has been in the Vipassana School of Practice. Hello, Jyoti. How are you? I'm good, Devdeep. How are you doing? I'm good. Welcome to the podcast. And uh, we look forward to talk about imbibing mindfulness, compassion and wisdom for holistic uh, mental health therapy today. So uh, let me get uh, straight to the point. Uh, first, because this is a concept that is uh, not uh, very well known in India particularly, uh, can you please explain us the basic concept of mindfulness and the science behind its potential for attaining robust mental well-being? Okay, um, you know, uh, in fact, um, India has, uh, you know, lost the essence of mindfulness, but uh, amazingly, it has been the land where mindfulness originated. Oh, so. Uh, Yes, yes. So um, uh, history says that uh, many, many uh, years ago, about 2,500 years ago, it was the Buddha who is considered a great physician and scientist, rediscovered um, uh, a very, uh, you know, uh, 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 what do you say, a, a very um, useful mental tool okay. uh, for people to, um, you know, reduce their suffering. Uh -huh. um, and when I say suffering, it means uh, um, our own stress, um, our own anxieties, um, our own um, uh, challenges in daily life. Right. right. So that's how we're going to move forward. So, um, in fact, he, re he rediscovered it and it was in India and uh, we lost that essence and you know, other the West picked it picked up big time, and slowly we are uh, getting the tool back to our country. Okay. Yes. So, um, well, what mindfulness means is, um, you know, you would know by now that it's an ancient uh, uh, tool hmm. uh, to become present to whatever is happening uh, in this moment. Okay. Right. In this moment is uh, what we call the now. Right. Right. So we are just witnessing the now as it is. Mm -hmm. And when we say as it is, uh, we mean with no judgment. Okay. And we might have reactions to what is arising in the present. Mm -hmm. uh, we watch that reaction to as it is. Okay. So there is a very gentle observation of the present moment. Okay. So this is simply what mindfulness means. Uh, okay. That's it. No dogma, no philosophy. And uh, to answer your latter part of the question, uh, you know, its potential for attaining uh, robust well-being, mental mm -hmm. well-being. Mm -hmm. um, there is a great, great, the reason mindfulness is helping so many people mm -hmm. is because it's fact, uh, it, it's fact that it uh, makes a lot of healthy changes in your own brain. Okay. Um, in your own nervous system and, um, you know, recent uh, neuroscience research has said that there are also amazing healthy changes happening around the nerves uh, which are around your heart, okay. right? So that helps you become more empathetic, more compassionate. 
and um, on the whole uh, uh, you know uh, people can search for mindfulness uh, you know science behind mindfulness mm-hmm. there's a detailed description on the internet okay. but to give them a short um, description what happens is um, there is something called as the cortex in your brain okay or in our brains which is responsible for a set of um, healthy uh, operations like uh, um, uh, planning, uh, understanding, perception, Mm -hmm. uh, solving problems, um, taking decisions. So this part gets activated when uh, one starts practicing mindfulness. And the result is, uh, you know, a steady growth of calm, um, confidence, clarity, Hmm. uh, and compassion. So a whole lot of changes happen. And, uh, um, and in fact, it's just, it's just not the cortex, it's the entire brain, which gets affected. But mostly, it starts with the big daddy, which is the cortex. Right. Yes. Yes. And just a a quick, uh, I mean, follow up for me to understand that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, when you when you're talking about being in the present and uh, uh, try uh, and robust mental health being uh, mm. associated with that, uh, yeah. does it uh, does it sometimes uh, become a little problematic if someone is going through something terrible? Say because you know they might have certain coping mechanisms, but uh, yeah. if mindfulness uh, asks someone to be in their present and that present might not be very rosy, yes. what happens yes. there? Yes, yes, yes. Um, That's a wonderful question. And, um, you know, uh, having said mindfulness is a powerful tool, Devdeep, you know, uh, I would encourage people to continue what they're doing as coping mechanisms, but that doesn't help, you know, stop them from trying something different. Uh, But uh, that is the whole, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, what do you call work of mindfulness, uh, Devdeep? The reason we suffer is, uh, you know, um, uh, we either are at war with our emotions. That means we don't want it, right? Mm -hmm. We want to run away from it, right? Or, yeah, so, uh, and the second is uh, we want want it to last forever, which is not going to happen because it changes. So it's amazing that, uh, you know, in the old uh, school of practice of mindfulness, uh, we call it um, craving and aversion. Yeah. So we either don't want it or we cling to it so much that it gives us suffering. Uh-huh. So okay. uh, so that's the whole aspect. If somebody is, you know, suffering, uh, you know, with something in the present, which is not uh, uh, really, you know, doesn't feel good, yeah. uh, you know, we don't force or it's not a very, uh, you know, this has to be done kind of mm-hmm. a tool. We slowly help them enable, help them develop the capacity okay. to see that, not so pleasant thing as it is without the stories around it and that requires uh, quite a whole uh, quite a lot of hand holding and practice mm-hmm. so understand. but that's that's the practice you know and that uh, is what which does a lot of healthy changes to the brain right. so that is the um, you know practice i yeah. understand and i think that is why it is very important to go for uh, someone who is a certified counselor in this yes and, yes uh, not yes. Uh, just anyone from uh, in internet and uh, in spark life we obviously jyothi is one of the uh, most well known figures 
uh, on mindfulness in India. Uh, moving on, uh, so uh, uh, with your experience, uh, what are the basic modes of establishing a relationship with uh, someone who, mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know, try to make them open to mindfulness? Because as I understand, it is not, uh, not very easy, right? Because everybody would have done it otherwise. And yeah. uh, we, we generally uh, don't, uh, don't think like that. So it needs a little bit of hand-holding, as you were saying. And yeah. uh, in such kind of therapeutic relations, uh, how intimately involved is trust uh, mm -hmm. with the person uh, you are helping and uh, that person on you? Yeah, yeah. Um, again, a beautiful question, because this is something which happens to me through every session of mine. Um, I think, um, uh, you know, the basic mode of establishing a relationship, uh, you know, Devdeep, I, I can say that, uh, you know, a sense of openness um, right. in the teacher and uh, and it's not the act you know it's not the approach of being a teacher devdi that's itself you know is going to uh, you know uh, uh, dissolve the whole effort so the approach is to be someone who is just like your client right okay. like a friend mm -hmm. um, there that hey you know what uh, you know uh, because i get clients who read up about mindfulness mm -hmm. and come and they come with doubts saying right. that this is what i read but i really wanted to talk to you about how worth is it mm -hmm. right so then i tell them you know uh, my own journey which has been through mindfulness which has just been like any uh, common person, you know, I had my depression okay. uh, and a lot of medication which came uh, with it. Oh, the medication okay. had its own side effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, you know, and, and I think that personal journey mm -hmm. uh, connects instantly with most of them. Yes, and I, um, I, may not, they may not end up signing up for a training, but yeah. they kind of understand that this is something uh, which is um, not, you know, uh, high up there, but this is something which is for everybody and I can do it. Right. And it's for every person. So, you know, sharing that personal journey itself, Devdeep, is, mm -hmm. opens up a sense of, what do you call trust, which right. is your next question. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, what happens is in the process of this whole uh, uh, relationship, unsaid energy, mm -hmm. which, you know, gets created between uh, uh, me and the client, um, you know, gives rise to a lot of, um, you know, unsaid trust. Right. And people just open up, you know, and mm -hmm. say, you know, the reason I actually called you was this. Something in them tells them it's okay to open up to her. Okay. Um, and also some people ask me that I want to open up, but how can I trust you with my secrets, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, obviously, and obviously. yes, so, and I tell them that your secrets are my secrets. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the integrity of uh professional and, um, you know, uh, a counselor or whoever is in this, um, you know, field of work. Yes. So I, th yeah. Confident yeah. Confidentiality is obviously of paramount importance. And Absolutely. it was so brave of you to, you know, uh, say that you have been through something and then, uh, then realize the potential of mindfulness. And that makes your fellow traveler probably with. Uh, yes, your, yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's wonderful to know. But you see, we live in a very, uh, very fast-moving, pacey world, 
and mm. uh, being calm and being uh, you know in uh, therapy like mindfulness can have multiple distractions so mm. uh, uh, generally what what is your uh, way of uh, try and mitigate the the distraction factor well um you know for somebody to begin yes uh, i understand in a fast moving world you know my talk about distractions and you know that is the problem of uh, at the root cause of all our suffering mm-hmm. uh, one who starts practicing mindfulness will understand yeah. like the um, i think william james the in, you know uh, age old uh, i think he was a philosopher and psychologist also uh-huh. yeah so he said that the root of uh, you know the practice of bringing back your attention mm-hmm. uh, to the present uh again and again and again mm-hmm. uh is is at the root of all well-being okay. and uh, it's such an amazing thing he said and that's what mindfulness is mm-hmm. so yes yeah, so distractions are uh, you know are are a huge problem uh, for us mm-hmm. so what are the ways um you know i would suggest actually there are simple practices like uh, you know being with your breath okay. uh, mm-hmm. you know and being with your body um and uh, also you know it's not just sitting and practicing but uh, if somebody doesn't want to sit at the beginning um you can also bring you know uh, a kind of attention to whatever you're doing in your daily activity okay. you know it can be mm-hmm. eating right it can be washing utensils uh, it can be a simple walk mm-hmm. uh, from your um, desk to uh, the you know to your boss's cabin or right. to the cafeteria right what are we doing so if we just notice our mind is just all over thinking yeah. about something right yes. i mean go to the cafeteria and we sit and eat and you know at the end of the day you come home and your wife asks how how was the palav i made or how was mm-hmm. that i yeah. made and you say oh was it palav i didn't even notice yeah. so you know exactly these, yeah these are some of the very very simple ways of uh, you know overcoming your distractions you know mm-hmm. slowly not yeah. pressurizing but taking one thing and working on it for a few weeks and then slowly moving that kind of awareness to you know other activities okay. or even coming to sitting practice yeah okay yeah yeah that that sounds uh, uh, very interesting and uh, what we can do uh, i mean little by little what we can do in our uh, daily life to be uh, yeah. more aware and uh, you know uh, as you as you've already uh, told that you have also been through uh, some mental health issues uh, mm-hmm. now uh, you are also a certified counselor in presence oriented psychotherapy so yeah. uh, that uh, i am not an expert but i read up on it and it says that you have to like you know uh, be with your uh, client cognitively and yes. uh, uh, be yeah. immersed in their uh, distress and this this factor uh, um, there is a lot of conversation on mental health but nobody basically asks about the health of the mental health practitioners yes. Yes. because it is a very challenging uh, job uh, in my opinion and yes. uh, so are you uh, have, have you been like ever a little scared that uh, when you are opening yourself up to a world of pain for others Uh, mm-hmm. something might relapse or you might also suffer or how do you deal with that uh, deal with that uh, the pain of your clients which you are supposed to also you know uh, internalize 
Again, a beautiful question. So, um, yes, so having been a practitioner and a teacher for, you know, over a decade, um, you know, it, it's not that, you know, I don't get distressed with uh, uh, the, you know, distress of my own clients. But, right, we are human beings at the end of the day. But uh, what helps me is the tool which I have, which will not help, which will help me not get overwhelmed mm. with the distress of my own client, mm. right? And that's very important. Right. And um, yes, it happens, you know, people come and share. Sometimes it's just a very simple thing, right? They just come and say, you know, I have a problem with, you know, choosing a career or choosing, mm -hmm. you, know, uh, you know, whether I should continue in my job. But right. that's only, you know, at the surface. Something is brewing, something is fuming at the base. And right. it turns into something else, you know. Hmm. And that is when you're like, wow. You know, this is something big. Mm -hmm. So in mindfulness, you learn to come back to your own, um, you know, body okay. and calm yourself down, ground yourself down, even if that means, you know, you're not really disconnecting, but, you know, for a moment, you're shifting your attention. It's all about attention. Right. You're shifting attention to your own self, your own body, mm -hmm. making sure you're stable and mm -hmm. then getting back from that space of presence and awareness to your client. Right. You know, and uh, because and in that way, you're helping them more. And, yeah, um, you know, the they, mindfulness also helps you in a big way. I would actually say it's a big compassion practice. You also have a lot of compassion for your client. Mm -hmm. So that also, you know, helps you way with their distress, mm -hmm. uh, but really give you the strength to, OK, I am going to be there for him or her. Okay. So, um, yeah, these are the tools which help you come back to your own calmness and steadiness so that you can be of more help to your client. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, that, I think that's that how is, it works. That has to be one of the cardinal uh, uh, rules, uh, unwritten yeah. rules in uh, practicing something like this. Uh, yeah, moving, yeah. Moving on. Uh, uh, these days, uh, of course, it's, it's uh, stress is a common issue that is faced by yeah. many. And yeah. uh, you uh, you gave a lot of sessions to corporates and yeah. uh, working professionals. Uh, yes. So uh, what is your general approach to stress management when you are asked to do workshops with uh, corporates who are working 14 or 15 hours a day? Yeah. So, um, well, I am an ex-corporate person, oh, so, okay. you know. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Yes, yes. So they again immediately connect. So they okay. don't, they know that it's not somebody who's, you know, who's come from this school of work forever and, you know, and is here to give me gnan. Mm -hmm. But it is something I have experienced for about five years, high stress job. Yeah. So, um, you know, I really resonate. So I open to them uh, the session with them uh, uh, with this story of mine. I'm okay. a big story person. So, you know, they connect yeah, and. Wonderful. I really tell them, uh, Devdeep, uh, if change has to start, uh, uh, whether it's managing your stress uh, in terms of scheduling your daily work or, mm -hmm. you know, it can be managing relationships, uh, whether personal or official, you have to make time, right. right? You have to, and that needs a disciplined approach. So mm -hmm. I tell them that even if it's as soon as they wake up, if it's 10 minutes yeah. sitting on your bed, 
you know, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, opening that WhatsApp or, yeah. you know, already running through in your mind, what I, what do I have to do? And you realize you've gotten up late. Mm-hmm. So there's already hurry in your mind and body and, you know, there's chaos and you, you know, eat your breakfast and you're already yes. off. Yeah. So I tell them, slow down, right? Mm-hmm. You really need to slow down and taking at least 10 minutes every mm-hmm. day or, you know, at least a few days a week, mm-hmm. they will start to see the change right. because we need to slow down uh, if we need to see the change uh-huh. and um, committing to that 10 minutes at least few days a week hmm. will really give them you know clients have come back and told me they connect with me and saying it's amazing I've been able to do only this uh, for the last two three months mm-hmm. but I can see some kind of change Okay. You know, I'm able to cope my cope with my emotions better. Mm-hmm. Um, my day doesn't feel overwhelming. Okay. I know what I'm doing. You know, that's amazing that I know what I'm doing. Uh, okay. So, uh, just to yeah. clarify, in, in those 10 minutes, what do you mm-hmm. generally recommend people do? Uh, um, yeah, so what I would do is, you know, they can practice a simple practice like, uh, you know, coming back to their breath uh-huh, uh, right. through their belly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's called, uh, you know, a diaphragm breathing. Uh-huh. So, uh, okay. you know, the, it's a simple practice of uh, just being uh, aware of their belly, uh, just going in and out. Right. You know, yeah, just yeah. physical movement of the breath. And uh, also they could feel their feet on the floor. Mm-hmm. That's a very beautiful practice uh, okay. which grounds you. Uh-huh. And um, and if if they have more time, they can actually bring their attention um, to just every part of their body in okay. an order. You know, mm-hmm. like start with the feet uh, and then move up to your legs. Just mm-hmm. observing. Okay. Right. And move up to your you know uh, uh, torso, mm-hmm. then your back, like that. Just completing the cycle until they come to the head. Okay. And then just staying in that uh, uh, quietness for uh, like a minute or two yeah. and then resuming, um, you know, whatever they were doing um, so that they're in a better frame of mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, yes. it, it, thank you for sharing. This is uh, simple, but uh, sounds like wonderful tips to uh, try and manage stress uh, as yeah. much as possible. And yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of stress, uh, you know, we all know that we are living through a pandemic right now. And yeah. uh, that spreads from close human contact. So mm-hmm. in such sort of an atmosphere, uh, how do you teach people, importantly the younger generation, to be mm-hmm. uh, more compassionate towards others? Because you see, there is a disconnect. Now we are mm-hmm. taught that, you know, stay away from people. And yeah. <laughs> uh, we are, ad- as adults, may have uh, different uh, ways of understanding it. But for young uh, adults, teens, uh, it yeah. can have a very, uh, you know, the founding nature of their, uh, the fundamentals can change. So yes. uh, I'm sure you are doing a lot of sessions during uh, the pandemic as well. Uh, mm. What has been your approach so far? Um, you know, it's amazing, uh, Dave, that, um, you know, yes, I mean, due to the pandemic, uh, the everywhere the instruction is stay away, stay away. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that, you know, we use the word social distancing. Yes, and yes. Uh, right. So I, a very dear friend of mine who's in, uh, you know, another mental health uh, company, he actually uh, came out and he so beautifully said, 
it's not social distancing but it's physical distancing yes. right uh, so yeah. social distancing the word itself can create a, a whole lot uh, of what do you definitely. call thoughts fears right mm-hmm. so you can still be at a 6 feet uh, you know uh, distance from the other person yeah. but that doesn't mean you shut your emotions off right mm-hmm. because it was the same person you know it was the same person you spoke to a week ago who maybe now suffering with you know uh, you know the covid or any kind of uh, yeah. you know problem mm-hmm. but is the same person right and mm-hmm. i always you know help people reflect on if that happened to us um, how would we like to be treated would uh-huh. we right. like to be treated as somebody who is not touchable mm-hmm. or somebody who needs to be kept at bay or uh, somebody who is you know still a friend still a human being um, and uh, uh, i can reach out to people in uh, different ways mm-hmm. saying that you know i um, need this kind of help in fact um, i'll tell you a small story so mm-hmm. my neighbor here uh, got diagnosed with covid about okay. uh, 10 days ago okay and there you know my whole street shut off mm-hmm. you know they were like oh my god don't go there don't go there yeah. right so and um, you know i was sitting and reflecting i was on my terrace and you know sitting and reflecting mm-hmm. even my parents you know um, uh, who are old mm-hmm. so they I said uh, you know stay away from that building mm-hmm. um, and don't go and i was thinking to myself you know would i be like to treated the same you know mm-hmm. to be treated the same way mm-hmm. or uh, you know uh, can i go ahead and uh, do something so that uh, i can give those people a sense of community right. care sense right. of we're being there so i went ahead and put a note a uh, mm-hmm. posted note on their door saying that you know um let me know if you need any oh, help that's why uh, get well soon and um, your neighbor jyoti and i gave them my number okay. and it's amazing that you know uh, that he replied back saying that's so beautiful of you thank mm-hmm. you yeah, i'll wonderful. let you know if i need so it's just a way of and it's amazing devdi that you don't have to actually lecture people you know mm-hmm. your own actions will speak yeah. right my parents were amazed and the week down they said uh, so how is that person doing i said i don't know but i put up a note mm-hmm. so hopefully you know he there he's doing good so you know there is already an innate compassion seed in all of us you know it's just that sharing stories like this true stories yeah, yeah. um and uh, you know also helping them calm down right, right? Uh, through these practices which i mentioned before mm-hmm. uh because everybody is you know so caught up in their own thoughts that uh, they need to first come down to reflect to even think about their own nature of love and compassion right. and um, i think from there it starts your own personal journey and sharing it with others you know gives them the strength oh okay so i can try this so that person can be approached so this is not so scary yeah. so right so we are humans because i mean i see that's the you know future of our uh, uh, our race if we have to really survive yeah of course uh, it's of course. really about understanding um each other's uh, reasons for behaving the mm-hmm. way we do and uh, also what can be done what best yeah. can be done about it yeah so yeah so yeah. i mean let that be our uh, bright story of the day uh, it's <laughs> all the all the gloom and doom we have right now and uh, uh, that uh, you know uh, that uh, brings me to uh, something which uh, 
I am sure you have also noticed that uh, though there are no, I mean, obviously there are no surveys or uh, particularly authentic studies, uh, it seems that, you know, a vast majority of people are always a little angry and outraged on many issues. And uh, when you have such agitated people, uh, how how integrating mindfulness, compassion and wisdom might be helpful in keeping one's calm? And also, if someone is always angry or outraged, uh, does, it, uh, does it affect their mental health uh, perennially? Uh, well, um, I will first answer your last question. Right. Um, yes, yes, it definitely affects. The first thing which gets affected is your mental health. Okay. Uh, you know, because constant, just imagine, like, it's like um, a pressure cooker, which is all always on and pressure, right? You're mm -hmm. always waiting to blow your lid off. So just imagine uh, to your brain, what, what would be happening to your brain, your nervous system and your body? Right. right. So it definitely affects, um, you know, uh, the mental health. Mm -hmm. And um, yes. And, uh, you know, with with the media doing its bit, uh, you know, of, uh, you know, uh, reporting different things. But yeah. there is so much, um, you know, over reporting and there is so much yeah. of yeah. violence, which I has agree. been right hatred and which has been shown and not only you know uh, uh, the television but there's also you know twitter facebook mm -hmm. right social media so too. yeah social media tell me about it mm -hmm. so i think the first thing uh, which one needs to realize is uh, that uh, you know they are really burning out from inside right, right. and uh, um, i think what uh, the first thing somebody needs to start doing is, you know, really calm themselves down. Use practices like this, which I mentioned before, yes, right? Yes. Just take 10 minutes out, mm -hmm. right? 10 minutes out, bring yourself, you know, to the present. Mm -hmm. It can be the breath or your body, right? And yeah. let me tell you that even doing this for 10, 15 minutes a day, it'll actually generate your own wisdom about what you need to do mm -hmm. in order to uh, lessen your own suffering. That's mm -hmm. the beauty about the practice, right? It's yeah. it's something which generates, so that, that's why this, uh, this area of work, mindfulness has no teacher. We say there's no teacher. Mm -hmm. It's something which has been passed on, God knows, from the time the universe existed, yeah. because simply because as you go on practicing this, your own wisdom will get tapped. That's again because it's making healthy changes in your entire mind and body and your brain. So they will realize, oh, okay, so I can avoid seeing this. Or yes. is this really helping me? Is it really helping me in a positive way? Mm -hmm. What is it generating? So it will give them the capacity to start reflecting. Yeah. And that itself is a, a huge thing. Yes. Right. Yes. So, um, yes, I would go back to the practice, practice and practice mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, I mean, I think it's uh, wonderful that, you know, in a very short period of time, dedicated 10 minutes or 15 minutes per day can make ourselves uh, more compassionate and a more sensitive person and maybe also uh, help us in being uh, kinder to each other. And to yes. ourselves, because that is, uh, I, I guess, during the, these sort of times, uh, it's uh, paramount of paramount importance. 
Yes. Uh, Jyoti, uh, I cannot thank you enough for this uh, conversation. It has been wonderful. Uh, to all our listeners, uh, Jyoti Shamsundar is on Spark Live. Uh, she has multiple packages of uh, mindfulness training and teaching. Please uh, go to our website or app and book her sessions. And uh, once again, I thank you so much uh, for uh, this wonderful podcast. So many useful tips, so many wonderful uh, things that you have told us about yourself and how you actually helped someone who, I mean, just reached out to someone with COVID. Isn't that most important just to reach out these days? Uh, so I, I thank, thank you. you. I thank you. Uh, thank for you for having me. me. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.